0: Live from the ESPN 690 jar Levine Studios.
1: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Unfortunately, it's not going to be easy, you know, for a rookie. First game. I uh, hadn't taken a lot of reps with the first team. In fact, I don't think he's called a play, one of our plays in the Huddle since training camp. So uh, it will not be easy for him. Uh, It's his job to be prepared uh, mentally, uh, make sure he goes through the right progressions, handles himself in protections, uh, gets the ball deep to James Robinson when he hands it off, uh, and does things right, what he's been taught uh, this whole process. He can hand the ball off, (laughs) Brett. Wait a minute. We're going to playoff, baby. Wait a minute. minute.
0: This guy can hand the ball off. He was saying make sure you don't fumble the handoffs. Uh, That's all he was
1: saying. Yeah, when we bring up handoffs. Hold on. In the in the check the box process of playing the QB on Sunday, this I'm guy's nervous. an elite handle
0: offer. He's an elite hand, handle offer
1: here. Got to he, hand it off deep, man. Playoffs?
2: <laughs> well, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm excited now. Hey, Kyle Murray, hit the road. I roll with Jake
1: Luton in fantasy. Here's I'll just read we'll you get a little bit. Twice for a handoff, how it's many like, points do you get for a for a fantastic handoff? There were so many sound bites today on from Gruden. Obviously, he was asked about Luton a lot. Yeah. And he said, unfortunately, it's not going to be easy for a rookie. First game, hadn't taken a lot of reps with the first team. In fact, I don't think he's called one of our plays in the huddle since training camp.
2: like that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. It's, it's how you, yeah. <laughs> Go and throw him in there. I mean,
1: Go and throw I him mean, right in. Should I repeat that? Yeah. They're starting. This is part of it. Like, it's not going to be easy for a rookie. Never is, right? First game. Never is easy for anybody first game. (laughs) Hadn't taken a lot of reps with the first team. That's a little bit of a... I mean, hopefully you... See, I always think when you haven't taken reps with the first team, sometimes it's even better because everybody's better on the first team. So maybe they can help elevate you, too. Saw that with Mitchell obviously, preseason last year. And then he says, in fact, I don't think he's called one of our plays in the huddles in training camp. Mm. Uh, You know, here's here's a fascinating dynamic. Okay, and I'm not picking on Luton. I I don't even know the guy. And he might do well. (laughs) uh, But... This, I, I, I don't know if he would have been the starter if Minshew was healthy. I don't think he would have been. I don't think they were about to bench Minshew. I don't think so. You're not combining those rumors. Yeah, I mean, that. some people will say that they were, they could have done that as one of the crazy things. I don't think so because here's what happens. If if you're Doug Marone and you came in that day, which I applaud Doug Marone's attitude in this whole thing right now, his temperament, everything. I, I've said that and I'll continue to say it. Um, and then we'll probably hammer him for some of the things going on as well. I mean, it's just the way it is right now. But if you're Doug Marone, and last Tuesday, so more than, a little more than a week ago, you said, hey, we're going to come out and do some crazy bleep. Mm-hmm. And then you go out and you're going to bring in the quarterback to play in this football game that hasn't called a play in the huddle since training camp yeah. two months ago, which, by the way, you hadn't abbreviated everything anyway, because you couldn't have preseason games, you didn't have spring OTAs, so these guys are already behind, the young guys, especially at the quarterback level. How does that allow you to do some crazy stuff? Mm -hmm. You're going to be vanilla. Like, they're going to be, there's, I bet, you know who's going to suffer in this move? I would think. Yeah. guy like LaVisca Chenault. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe you use him out of the wildcat even more. Well, maybe you use at the wildcat. But so some of these on. other things like with stuff in motion and some of the offense, the complexities that you could add to the offense. You're not going to have that. Yeah, I don't think. Now, maybe I'll be wrong. Listen. But I don't know. Maybe how complex is that? But I'm just thinking this is going to be a watered down offense Forget crazy stuff. Yeah. This is going to be like fourth preseason game stuff. Possibly. But at the same time, and I don't know who
2: I'm becoming on this show. I'm becoming you, and I don't like it. I don't like saying, well, hey, let's look at it from this side real quick. Let's smile, guys. It's going to be okay. Like, I, I don't like that guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that like guy. I guess fun. Yeah.
1: But I, I yeah. was that guy for a long time. Yeah. I, I, and I i am not trying to be fake on that yeah. guy. just trying to be real here. I don't listen, get this. But you, you know how I feel about the situation, though,
2: right? Sometimes when you have vanilla ice cream, yeah, it's kind of bland. But sometimes when you have Neapolitan ice cream. Vanilla is the best flavor. Sometimes you want vanilla.
1: Vanilla's no out the best flavor.
2: There, and and you know how I feel, Brent. How do you win football games? You run the football. You stop the run. Now stopping the run's is going to be difficult. David Johnson, <laughs> over on him, whatever the, the 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 prop bet is on that one, let's go over more more than likely. But I'm saying if you can have James Robinson run the bot, tote the pill, and uh, slow the game down a little bit, well, now maybe that gives you a chance to win games. Like, yeah, I don't think Luton's necessarily going to have the best day in terms of um, yardage and in terms of quarterback rating.
1: But you never know, man. These Jaguars might just pull it out with a little James Robinson. Well, it could be. It's a heavy James Robinson's day. But don't you think Houston knows that as well? And I don't think the last time against Houston, I don't think Robinson did that much. Now, they didn't give it to him They didn't give it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's going to be, be in the box, right? You've got to stack the box against oh, Luton. I'm, I'm blitzing every single play,
2: Brad. I'm, I mean, I'm literally saying, hey, Jake Luton, go beat us, and good luck to you. Like, that's what I'm going to do if I'm a defensive coordinator. Absolutely. Especially a guy who's not mobile either. Like, do you know how, like from J.J. Watt's perspective, right, from the defensive line right now of the Houston Texans, they're licking their chops. Because they know that they have a a first-year quarterback who has literally zero experience, who hasn't even called the play because I guess it's getting reported, or Jay Gruen saying that. Hey, by the way, why would you say that in the media, though? Because now Houston hears that. So that doesn't help things either. But my point is Houston hears all this stuff, and what do they know about him? He's not that mobile. He's a pocket guy. I'm throwing every single twist. I'm throwing every single game on that defensive line, and I'm saying, guys, let's pin those ears back, and let's go eat because it's hunting season
1: now. And that's
2: what you, you might see with the Houston defensive line on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, I think you might. Um, listen, Doug Marone said it today, <laughs> and I, I'm like in conspiracy theory mode on this whole tankathon thing, right? Sure. So everything I hear now, I get like red flag. <laughs> and Hypersensitive. Yeah, and it was like, uh, y- you know, whereas I'm trying to find it. I'm looking at the thing right now, but I'm never going to find it uh, quick enough. Um. But he basically said, "Hey, you know, Houston might blitz and really bring it to him. They yeah. might really come after him, mm-hmm. or they might do this." And I, I, like, was just sitting there. I'm like, "Is he telling them to do that? <laughs> like, is yeah. he telling them like, here's <laughs> here's what I would do if you were playing Jake Luton. <laughs> like, that's just, where I'm at." Just setting
2: him the script, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, what? I don't.
2: Oh, Brent, I'll tell you what, man. Can we just have Tom Coughlin come back and talk about Logan Cook again? <laughs> Those days were so more. <laughs> they were so simple and just, you know what? Yeah, he's a good punter. Let's get hyped up about it. Like everything was so easier back then.
1: I, I, you, I will. I've been so wrong at times about this team, mostly because I'm I've been in the sunshine and rainbows uh, uh, mode. Yeah, and. Try to be like thinking the positive ways of how this could work or what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Maybe they do and everybody else is wrong type of thing. I don't know. Now I'm just like not right now in that mode. Uh, and so this Sunday, I'm sure I'll be surprised. Yeah, and, yeah. and all these things will happen. Like, yeah, yeah they're going to come out, play like I, – like I just – this isn't even one of those times where – yeah, Mitchell wasn't playing good. But it wasn't the ch- – you know how like what happens sometimes when you take a quarterback out – Say with the Foles effect, right? Trubisky was struggling, and there was always that narrative anyway. And then they put Foles in, and Foles, listen, he yeah, had not been very good. But they're like, "Thank God, Foles is in and not Trubisky. Trubisky." Correct. Well, this—that's not this. Like that, you don't even get that kind of bump. Nobody in the locker room is saying, "Thank gosh, Jake Luton's in." nobody's saying that. Like that's not even what this. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, when you change quarterbacks, you kind of want that. Like, you want, like, oh, thank gosh, I got Blake Bortles out of there. Yeah. I don't care if they were putting uh, Kessler in well, or not, no, but, but Bortles it, was a mess. I, I see what you're saying, but let's be fair here.
2: What has the body language on the field told us about this wide receiving group? It, yeah, They've been super frustrated. They have. Especially DJ Chark. I mean, it's been evident that he has not been happy, whether it's the play calling, whether it's the quarterback play, but DJ Chark is frustrated right now. Maybe you inject a little bit of life. Maybe you go with a new guy that nobody knows about where it's like, hey, you know what? Let's see what the kid's got. Like, maybe that's a spark. And once again, I don't like being the sunshine and rainbows guy right now, um, but I just feel like I'm like Richard Gere in an officer or gentleman. I have nowhere else to go right now because I've been down in the dumps the past four or five weeks. It's a reflection of my videos that I record for my three observations. I just, I want to believe in something. I want to have hope for once. And that's what I'm doing with Jake Luton. Jake Luton right now is the beacon of hope for me. (laughs)
1: Are right. you say gluten again? No,
2: no, 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 no! It's my accent. now. I said loon. I said loon. Okay, I said loon. <laughs> but with that being said, he's the beacon of hope. Okay, <laughs> and if he pulls a, a one out of his, you know what, and beats the Texans, I'm getting t-shirts.
1: I'm making t-shirts for everybody. Yeah, and we're gonna have a lot of ticked off people in Jacksonville. Yeah, and it's Road gonna he say over w. gluten. That's what it's gonna say: loon, <laughs> and then the arrow, then gluten. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ride with uh, Jake Loon. Uh, the Here's the – I'm going to give you this, okay, if I'm the Jags down there. Again, I'm talking from a – I'm trying to figure out what they're going for here without being too much of a conspiracy theorist. And knowing that everybody's listening to this show wants them to lose anyway because you want to be 1-15. in Sure. Like most – I mean if we polled everybody, it wouldn't be Biden-Trump close, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. It it wouldn't even be close. (laughs) That that could be a recount. No. No recounts. Like don't worry about the mail-in ballots, okay? This one's (laughs) over. And so – I don't even think people are rooting for Luton to do well, like around here. Some of them. Which is not the way to do it, but also that's not the way they're doing it down there. I I would hope not. I don't think they're trying for the young man to do poorly. They hope he's what you're saying, this boomer bust guy, and boom, there it is. Holy cats. Look at this guy, right? Yeah. I will say this. I think that here's where you could get a little bump. All of a sudden, guys that haven't been playing as well as they should have been, that offensive line who I think has been reeling a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Chark, who, who can complain all he wants, and I love DJ, but he also has missed some plays when he had the opportunity the he's last had couple of weeks, but He's also had some bad throws he's, to him as well. Absolutely, but yeah. It's hard it's to complain ways, if you're missing some. It's both ways. Okay. In, in my opinion. And especially if you're the guy. So I wonder if those guys button up their game so much so because they're like, hey, we got to help this kid out. Yeah. Right. A lot of times you'd be like Minshew. okay, Minshew's going to do it. Minshew's going to do it. We believe in Minshew so much that that guy will elevate us. Well, that's not this belief in Jake Mm Luton. So now the offensive linemen better be on their P's and Q's, as they say, and they better block everything. And they got to really be attentive to detail, all those things. Now your receivers, more attention to detail. You get Tyler Eifert back. You're rested anyway. So maybe their quality of play, because I do think this offense, if the QB is playing well, has ability to score. I've said that all year. They've been in a funk the last few weeks but they have the ability to score so maybe this offense plays some of its better football saying we need to rally around the young guy see i think that's it i don't think this is boom or bust jake luton like yeah. like you're saying uh, i don't think that that exists i think the jacks got a little fortunate with with gardner Minshew's boom or bust potential last year i just don't six round picks don't come and do it there's tanner lee you know yeah there's brandon allen you know i mean those well, guys didn't do it
2: no, no, I hear what you're saying here, but let's be honest. With this defense right now, the way that it's giving up points, um, and you know, so you want with a special team is like to me Luton has to be boomer bust though. Like he either has to be the guy and lead this team or because to me like I guess like middle of the road isn't gonna cut it. Now I understand maybe the play around him is elevated, but I just think that if Mintchu can't get it done with the talent that he has around him, what makes you think Luton can get it done with just average quarterback play? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he has to be
1: that kind of boom guy. Yeah, he has to play well. I don't know if they're going to put him in a position to be boom guy. You sure. know, They're not going to sit there and say, hey, throw it 38 times. Mm. Like, You want to do over-under? <laughs> What's the over-under on how many times this guy terms, throws the football on, on Sunday? i would say 25. Well, oh, yeah, but that's like nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's going to yeah. actually, it, that's a great number, okay? Yeah. Because keep in mind what Minshew did in the first game against Indianapolis mm-hmm. 19 of 20. Yep. So if you can have 20, never, you can't go even number, okay? you got to be like 24 and a half or 25 and a half or whatever it is. But. Can you go 20? Oh, I got you, because then be half. We a, don't want to push.
2: Okay, okay, okay. And we don't want a winner and a loser. you going to be 24 and a
1: half? So oh, I'll go over all day on 24-and-a-half. Oh, okay. I think it's hard to play an NFL game without throwing that many times. But the point is, so I'll take the over on 24-and-a-half. Okay. I certainly wouldn't take the over. If I was setting the line, I'd probably put it at 27-and-a-half. Why? Because the Jags are probably going to be down. Sure. So then he's going to have to throw more. That's a fair point. So, But I would say you bringing that number up is interesting to me because I think that – Number would be where they want to be, much like Minshew was in the first game 19 for 20. Now, listen, they weren't trying to hide Minshew in that first game, they only ran 49 plays. Mm. I think it was. I think it was 49. Maybe it was 47. And so they didn't have a lot of plays. If they had run a normal 62, 63 plays, it mean, would have thrown it 27, 28 times most likely. But that's the way they want the temperature of the game to go, the flow of the game to go. They, they want to do that. They want to hand it to Robinson, give it a little bit to Chenault, give a jet sweep to whoever else, mm-hmm. and get the ball in those guys' hands quickly. And then also, hey, you're going to have to throw it. It's third down. You might be behind a little bit. you got to throw it. But I would say anything under 30, is a win in the game plan for Jay Gruden and the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: I just never thought I'd see the day that you don't want to see a player make it, Brent. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> be honest,
1: be honest. You have a Jake Luton allergy,
2: <laughs> and and then you ain't trying to and you ain't trying to see him shine. You're, you're trying to you're trying to see him next year's draft picks. That's what you're trying to do right now. I'm rooting for the guy, man. I hope he does well.
1: I'm rooting for the guy. But I don't know what I'm rooting for anymore. Yeah, be careful, man. All that gluten's going to make you a little puffy. You know, it's going to make you feel a little queasy. Just saying. If you're in, come in. But if you're not, just stay on your side then. Is is uh, Like, isn't everybody allergic to gluten now? That's, that's what they tell you. Like, what, what is that exactly? Uh,
2: it was in a Joe Rogan podcast once. I can't remember. I mean, it's basically like it's like the wheat stuff. You know, it's like carbs, sugar, sugar and carbs. Yeah, sugar stuff, you know, right? sugars and it's, carbs. It's got sugar in there. Yeah, yeah. But it's like uh, it leads to
1: inflammation and stuff like that. But the pe- people who have an allergy to it get sick. But is this like a little bit like doesn't gluten now feel like the new like ADD? <laughs> Maybe you know, like everybody yeah. got diagnosed like in the last twenty oh, years yeah. with ADD. Yeah, like, right? like all my friends, absolutely. That's right, everybody. everybody. Yeah, I didn't. Thankfully, and then by the way, Maybe it's I should have. Yeah, but and I'm not saying gluten isn't a thing. Sure. But in the last like ten years, well, everybody's <laughs> been. Diagnosed with a gluten yeah. allergy, it well, feels like no, for sure. But there is people out there that actually get sick from eating gluten. I uh, know that's, 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 that's a real thing. But they found that out recently, yeah. is my point. But that's kind of like where like the whole keto ketogenic thing yeah. came
2: from. You know, where like if you eat carbs, that's like the gluten stuff. So if you're gluten free, it's supposed to lead to better you know performance and all that. I don't know. I've hey, got a, I've got another I'll, eat, I'll eat the you know what? I Some
1: pasta. I don't care. I, mean, I love gluten. Do we have a political update? As Biden won Wisconsin, or, or, by the way. Are we talking about? I see Wisconsin. Listen, I need to follow a score. Yeah,
2: oh. what's, what's the Patrick Mahomes hair thing doing? You're bragging I mean, about how many viewers should good
0: yeah. Honestly, the only race I'm worried about right now is in Phoenix. Let's this go. Weekend.
2: 113 votes. Yay.
0: 52 percent. Nay, 48 percent. Call it off. That's it. We're good, guys. Let's go home. Did you say 52-48? Yeah, that's it. We're Constitutionally, good. I believe that applies for a recount. Nope. We're good. Let's go home. Hey, pack it up. Hey, listen. Pack it up. We have we <laughs> until Friday to pack count it the up. votes. <laughs> nope. Let's go. Pack it up. That's it.
1: <laughs> hey, huge turnout, guys. Huge turnout. Let's pack it up. Let's go home. We won. You, I have a political question for you. Do you guys know this answer? Uh why why are the the mail in ballots mm-hmm. they might have said this and I watched a lot of the coverage, but why are the mail in ballots mostly democratic votes? Like why is that a thing? Like have we become so divided as a country that only Republicans are going to go to the polls. Oh, <laughs> Democrats do wanna, are, are going to vote. Do you want to
2: hear, hear my philosophy? That doesn't mean two cents, but I'm just going to say it anyways. So, like, if you, okay, so for instance, the Jaguars, they were preaching mail-in votes, right? Like, hey, you guys can register for the mail-in vote. So it seems like celebrities, sports teams, like people, people that are geared towards like the younger generations were geared more towards the mail-in votes. Um that's just kind of the way I think that the breakdown was. And I think the the older crowds who are maybe a little more conservative, um they took it upon themselves to be like, "Hey, I'm going to go vote in person because I don't trust the whole mail-in thing." So I think you had a younger group of people that were influenced more by the Twitter stuff and by the celebrity stuff, the, all those endorsements that went to the mail-in, and you had the older people, the more maybe conservative people once again that went to the polls.
1: Yeah. I mean, I yeah, does that I make get, sense? I, did I just nail that? Did I just nail that political question? Well, Stuart, what do you got? Here's what's interesting to oh, me on good. that. Here's what's interesting to cool. me on that front. Like, you have to, like, mail it in, mail it in, right? Like, stamp and everything? Not necessarily. They do have drop-off boxes where you could just That's drop what them I did. off as oh, well. Oh, you dropped it off? Yeah, I dropped it off. Okay. Yep. In and out, man. I was going to say, because, like, this generation, have they even ever heard of a stamp? <laughs> no, you're like, not like think. It would fit the totally different hey, narrative. Well, like, the older <laughs> folks, you would think, or, or maybe, like, a, you know, this group that would be... Not the young group. I'm not they gonna would lie, be the mail-in people. I'm not gonna lie.
2: When I, when I got my ballot, and I filled it out. My wife had to hold my hand through like the whole <laughs> sealing process because the sealing process was insane, man. There was a lot of stuff going on in the sealing process, and you had to sign your name in a certain like spot. But I got it done. And I'll be honest, man. Maybe try it next time in four years. Maybe try the whole mail-in thing and they still have it because, like, there's nothing more rewarding when you're standing in line and everyone's like, oh, are you a mail-in guy? I'm like, yes, ma'am. And I just walk by everybody else. Ah, I, I like the, you know, like the, the yeah. VIP pass in Wayne's World. When go. They go see Alice Cooper. Yeah. And I'm flashing
1: the VIP pass. <laughs> that was me at the, at the, at the polls, <laughs> man. I'm like, oh, pardon me, pardon me. Mail-in vote coming through. BCB Ocho probably right here, right? He says they took COVID seriously as well as threats of violence at the polling locations. That's why I, I don't know about the violence part, but the COVID stuff has obviously been a political yeah. thing. Yeah. And so, um, how much is a stamp these days? <sighs> I haven't used one of those since like, like 55 fifth or grade, something?
2: man. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a, I wrote the Santa Claus once. That's about it. I <laughs> haven't used a stamp in forever. Fifty yep. five? Well, you think we got pen? What do we need stamps for? We've got pen pals. What are we doing with our lives? We got these bad boys. Hey,
1: stamps. We'll see you. <laughs> we don't need you anymore, do you? Seriously. By the way, I like going to the polling station. Steph had a good question. It's like when you put your thing your your ballot in and it reads it, mm. where does the sheet of paper go? Does it get shredded right there or is it just boom, drop into like the bin and now there's this huge bin and you got to shred it later? Like they both
0: looked right at me after that. Well, uh, probably hey, a bin. I'm a Maryland sure. guy. I don't know. Yeah, a bin. I'd bin. say a
1: bin, and then you got to <laughs> shred it later, right? Yeah. yeah. See, the things we're curious you about say it, this well, process. We got to save the hard copy in case you got to do a manual <laughs> Rest in the hard-hitting ah, questions. See, that's what I told her, Weber. That's what I said. <laughs> These are the hard-hitting questions right now, man. I like it. And you don't have to put your name on it, so they can't identify <laughs> who you voted for. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back at the all 31 Jags team. We'll explain. You want to be a part of it? Next on ESPN six and ninety. No. Never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. DeRecho. Austin Lane. Iowa State
2: Cyclones. You should call them the DeRechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chows. Why not, man? I'm into it.
0: Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey. Hey, hey.
2: My thoughts on Sam are the same now as they were then. If Sam's an ultra-talented quarterback, I really can't say enough about his grit and his toughness. You know, ultimately, I've got to do a better job of of putting talent around Sam, and we have to develop some kind of continuity.
1: Is that uh, Douglas? Hey, hey, that's a good one. Good Don't tell me, Weber. <laughs> I didn't ask. You asked. I said, "Is that Douglas?" It's Douglas. Yep. I got that one. Good call. I'll give it to. you. I didn't really hear it, so I'll give it to you though. So they kind of. Like- I
0: forgot that was a game of miscommunication you guys played with coos. My bad. <laughs> so- <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the old staples on the show, there, Stuart. You're gonna learn.
1: Hey, Weber, you tired of doing the show? By now, ten days in,
0: uh, knowing that it's a it's a two week stretch, I'm I'm good. And then you know I'll be happy to come come jump in from time to time. But
2: yeah, you've had enough. you just want to wash your hands of all of this, huh? At times. Yeah,
0: moments. I'm excited about the the Jaguars all 31 though that we're about to do. Well,
2: that's nice He's I haven't fun anymore, Brent. He's done. the 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 whole shine's gone. He's gone in the tank. Yep. <laughs> he's tanking. He's throwing it. Yeah. He bring in the reliever.
1: I feel like we got Jake Luton starting. Oh wow. I feel like we got Mike Glennon starting, but okay. Weber's been very good. This is a problem in our business. Yeah. There's a problem. I yeah. don't know if this is like this in every business. Yeah. And maybe somebody else can shed some light on it. Yep. But the problem is in our business is like, especially when you're younger, and Weber's not younger anymore, but no. but you really, you say, hey, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. And then you're like, you're like hey, pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I guess pretty good at it. Yeah. Pretty good at this. Pretty good at this. It's like, well, before you know it, you're doing it all. For sure. For right? sure. Because they're like, well, you can do this, 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 cool. and this, and this. So just have them do that, 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 and that. And then you get a little older and a little bit wiser. And you never want to be like this. Because you're like, listen, like there are some things. Weber will say, hey, I can teach you how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, Weber, I don't want to know how to do that. Yeah, Like, yeah, I yeah. don't want to know how to do it. Yeah. Because then I'm going to have to do it. Sure. Or I'm going to do it a couple of times, and then I'm going to want more of it in the show. Yep. And then they're all going to have to and do know it so because now the other guy can't do it and I still want to be in. You're obsessed
2: and it takes over and yep, it's game over. So that's what happens in our business. Sure. Well, let me say this. I'm sure
1: that happens in a lot of people's business.
2: But. And, and I mean this with all due respect. And all due respect. Stuart Weber, past, what are we on, 10 days now? Day number 10? Yeah. He's been the Brandon Linder of the team, right? Where he's kind of unsung hero. Like, you don't, know, I mean, listen, he, he has a comment every once in a while. He flashes, obviously. But you know what? God doesn't make mistakes. Doesn't. Like, like you, you don't watch Stuart Weber and be like, oh, "What was that? What was? Oh man, you got beat there." Has Stuart Weber been beat one time the past ten days here on the Probably, show? Probably, but nobody's noticed. Exactly, that's the key, and that's the most important that part. Is the key. Now, I called your offensive lineman. And that's a little insult where I come from. Well, he's put on
1: a few LBs in
2: the but, last well, well, I, I, few months. I, that's Brent Stewart. That was nothing had to do with him. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm more I'm of keeping, a tight
0: end who can also block
2: I'm right keeping, now. I'm keeping the weight out of it. That's Brent Martin, everybody. Uh, I'm just saying um, it's it's a thankless job, but you're doing a great job doing it.
1: So thank you. (laughs) Appreciate that. You're welcome. That's me complimenting and not so much complimenting. (laughs) Yeah, and Brent talked about your weight, so there you go. All right, let's get to the Jags All-31. Yeah. Uh, Before we do that, I do want to push uh, ESPN690.com. Go vote on our athlete of the week uh make sure you do that you have until friday to do that got a big week of high school football which Stuart will talk about here in a little bit uh coming up tomorrow and friday so we'll talk more on high school football but not just football players are on our athlete of the week so go check it out espn 690.com menendez high school is represented lee high school represented and creekside represented uh in uh, in a couple different sports so uh make sure you do that brought to you by honda of the avenues all right now let's go jags All-31 team, Mm. which I've totally made up. I mean, I don't know if this is a a shirt-worthy thing. I don't think so. It doesn't feel that catchy. But (laughs) um, we're looking for a lot of different avenues here. We're
2: we're pretty desperate, I
1: guess. That might be a little (laughs) bit of a reach. Jaguars All-31 team t-shirt? Yeah. uh, So what does the Jaguars All-31 team mean? We said at the top of the show, if you've been hanging around, but I can't assume that you were here with us about an hour and 15 minutes ago. Uh, This is basically... I went up and down the rosters of every other team to find out if they had former Jags on them. Yeah. And what positions and how valuable those guys are and how the Jags let them go and what does that team look like? So if you make the all-31 Jags team, you could almost put an entire team together, offense, defense, specialists, Mm -hmm. against like this current team. Correct. Now you can't do it completely. You need to borrow or add some from the practice squad. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I did not check practice squads. Okay. I did not do that. Now, well, unless they're all – well, actually, are the practice squad guys listed – I went, like, down the NFL list of players, right? So when I went tight end, I said, okay, I'm looking at all the players that I remember from the Jags. Mm -hmm. Like, I I looked at every tight end in the league. What I'm not sure is if you're on a practice squad, you're actually on that list or not.
2: Ooh. Um –
1: so I can't fully answer so that. To be fair, I don't think you're on that list.
2: I think you have to be on the active roster to to be on that list.
1: I, I do, too. And so
0: I'm sure there's some hidden guys. Which, by the way, I had to go outside the box to fill one of those positions, which we'll get to that in a bit.
2: Okay. Are we doing offensive linemen, too?
1: Well, yeah. But, oh. okay. They're on the team, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how many they're okay. You're, you're going to be very surprised. Okay. At, at some was, of these. Yeah. You're going to be very surprised. Okay. Okay, so let's do it. Uh, i got to find it on my computer. But we're going to go offensively. Okay. We want the most important position first. Yeah, we're going to QB. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and what do you got for me? Do you know? Because you didn't make the list. I, I made the list.
2: Yeah. So, But do you have... I mean, to me, it comes on to two guys, right? I mean, there's more guys, but I think it comes on <laughs> to Blaine Gabbert and uh, Blake Bortles.
1: Nick Foles. See, he, he, and Bortles he, technically he's an is on a practice
2: squad. But, see, I counted Bortles. And that's fine. Um, I did too, actually. At the time. Oh, man. See, I forgot. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. I, I just try to wash my hands of Nick Foles and forget about him. What about
0: he, Chad Henney?
1: Chad Henney's oh, on the list. Wow, Stuart. Nicely done. Chad Henney's on the list. Yes. So, uh, so you've got, I think that's it, though. Now, listen, you those might, four like guys. Brandon Allen might be on a roster somewhere. Yeah. But you, you get the point, right? You get the point of what we're trying to so, do. So
2: you know who I'm going to take, and I'll probably get some. Some bad looks for this pick. I'm taking Blaine Gabbert for the sole reason that he's been in a lot of different offenses and also the Tom Brady effect. Anytime a backup quarterbacks play with Tom Brady, usually they have success. I can't count on Blake Bortles. I definitely can't count on Nick Foles. Chad Henney,
1: I think you know what you get with Chad Henney. I'm taking Blaine Gabbert. I rings. Think, I, you I get rings with Chad Manning. I think you, you've still got to go. Foles is the best quarterback on this list, man. I mean, you can't go with Blaine Gabbard. It's just a fresh wound, though, man. It doesn't it, matter. I Foles know. is winning games. He's starting quarterback Brent, right now for Chicago, Brent, and he's has got a Super Bowl MVP. Brent, this isn't the deep, even a conversation. The Chicago Bears defense is helping him win games. I don't care. It's not a conversation. Okay. Blaine Gabbert sitting there like this. On the sideline, <laughs> Next to Tom taking it, Brady. it all in, when, taking when, the greatness. When Daniel Jones throws a beautiful take touchdown it pass,
2: it's t- easy now with that Daniel Jones stuff. Uh, taking it all in, taking it in the greatness, learning, learning, prodding. I th- I'm taking Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, you take him.
0: Okay. Everybody else would take Nick Foles. Sure. All right, that uh, learning will help him when he's a QB coach in a few years. Well, let me yeah. ask you this one question though. You talk about the dual threat
2: kind of guy. Talk about the guy that can move. Nick Foles no. cannot do he that. Can't. Blaine Gabbert can do that. Don't don't tell me he's not a mobile guy. I don't know. I haven't seen him
1: play in five years. Okay. He's, take it from me, he's mobile. Does he still have long hair? I have no idea. I always wonder about guys like Gabbard who stick this long, right? If he did get another chance to play 12 games, Mm -hmm. would he be okay? Like he was, he had like a moment or two in Arizona. Mm Mm-hmm. But still, it's like he, he would play a game or two that's pretty good, and you're like, okay, well, yeah. then there's the Blaine. Yeah. Like, you always show I'm up. You are you man, are, aren't
2: you? It's the Tom Brady effect. He, I'm sure he's changed around his whole diet. Tom Brady's got him eating guacamole
1: ice cream every single night. Like, you never know a Blaine game. All right, running back. Leonard Fournette. Yes. Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. Okay, but no, no, you've no, yeah,
2: two yeah, backs. Yeah, okay, okay, that's, yeah, that's all true. I got.
1: Okay. Am I missing something? Oh, 10, Yeldon. 10 carries for 70 yards this year for Yeldon. I'm telling you, I'm not, I know I missed some guys, yeah. so this is why we're doing this. Yeah. But Yeldon's good call.
2: Yep. So I had Leonard Fournette and TJ Yeldon as your third down back.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's good. I mean, so uh, here's part of this, right? The quarterbacks, you're like, Jags, fine. You can have them all. Yeah. Right? Bortles, uh, Brendan Allen, Foles, Gabbard, hmm. whatever, Henny. We don't want them. Hyde, Fournette, Yeldon. Are you mad at all that they let any of them go?
2: I mean, I think if you see Hyde's numbers, you're mad. But for whatever reason, it just did not work out in Jacksonville. Yeah, right. So like, I'm not mad about Hyde. Slept through Jaguars all access. To, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're very adamant about that. <laughs> did you, did you give, give him like a stern text message, or no. what would you say? Just say, oh, you, you NFL guys. You said that to him. Today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, you NFL guys. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I wasn't I was, there to pick you up. I've heard that many times. Many times in my life as well. And with TJ Yeldon. I I like TJ Yeldon. You didn't want to see him go. I think the problem with TJ Yeldon, though, was when he was asked to be the guy, this wasn't his style. You know, he's a third down back. He's kind of playing out of spot here in Jacksonville. So I'm not mad to see TJ Yeldon go, and I get why they let him go. But at the same time, you should never expect him to be
1: the bell cow for the team. Bottom line is, James Robinson's playing so well, you don't miss any one of these guys. And all three of these guys had bad moments in a Jags uniform. Yeah. Not just missing Jaguars all access, by the way. Uh, <laughs> wide receiver. This is interesting, right? So you miss Allen Robinson. I, would, yeah. I, I said earlier this year, give me a GoFundMe account for Allen Robinson right now. I'll get him back here. <laughs> I went, sorry, Alan. It's all right. We gotta. We yeah. have a better quarterback situation for you. S- uh, we back love you, here man. Find the place if you want him so uh, absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, if you need to stay with me, Alan, it's all right. <laughs> you know. Hey, Rob. Come on down. <laughs> I want to see you and DJ Chark together and Lavisca <laughs> Chanel. I, I I'll bring you back, man. You can have him sleep on the couch. Whatever. Sounds, sounds delightful. Uh, after that, you're seeing Alan Lazard get off to the great start. He was on my list. Right? Yes. Marquise Lee opted out. Mm-hmm. Is Alan Hearns on a roster anymore? Is he still in it? I thought Down in Miami. Wa- I know. I think he walked away. Let me look that up quick. But did, he opted out. I think he yeah. opted out. I think he was an opt-out guy. Uh, okay. Jadon Mickens, who's playing for Tampa, but let's be honest. I love Jadon's story. They said his name a lot in that game. man. Yeah. threw. I, I bet he had eight targets in that game. Yeah. Um, but come on. I mean, mm-hmm. do you really miss? I mean, Jags had better than Mickens.
0: Hey, Rob, the he's only guy he kicks
1: and punts though. I know, but that doesn't even happen anymore in the NFL. Like, <laughs> Just go like this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but A-Rob is the only guy you miss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how
2: do you feel about Alan Lazard? Just because, listen, I mean, it's the Aaron Rodgers effect, right? Like, Aaron Rodgers can make any wide receiver great. I think Jack Twitter think got
1: themselves in a frenzy over okay. Lazard. It's like, come on, guys. I,
2: I mean, do you think there's a sense of remorse, though, the fact that you see him now in Green Bay doing – well, he's doing okay. I mean, he has his ups and downs. Um, Is there a sense of remorse?
1: I don't feel it. I feel – Lazard, to me, falls in the category of, one, I don't think he would be nearly as good as he was those first few weeks if he was here. Mm -hmm. Two – I think that happens in the NFL. Guys go here and there and end up a little better at a new place because maybe it fit better or whatever it is. And by the way, being with Aaron Rodgers fits better than being with anybody in Jacksonville so far. Okay? Yes. So that works. But I also look at what they have. And I'm like, hey, you know, DJ Chark and, and L- L- LaVisca and e- Conley even and Keelan Cole. Like, listen, Keelan Cole overall is at a better season than Alan Lazard. They're mm-hmm. the oh, same guy. Yeah. They're the same guy. They're undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. So you hit on one, you let one walk. So would you rather have Lazard than Cole? Maybe some people would have week two, but not by now.
2: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the only answer is Allen Robinson.
1: If that's if that's like, that's like not holding us back, I guess is my point, right? Uh, so now we've yeah. got quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and Allen Robinson's the only guy. I'm going to run through this a little quicker. Yeah. Tight end, Mercedes Lewis and Jeff Swain. Listen, Mercedes Lewis, they shouldn't have run out of here because they could use him from a leadership standpoint. But outside Bingo. of that... Production-wise, they ain't missing a lot from, from Mercedes. That's a little bit of a stretch, isn't it? No, it's definitely a stretch, but like you said, the leadership. I mean, like everybody in that Green
2: Bay locker room loves him. Absolutely. The, the, the community loves him, and he's still um, a threat. He's still a liability. I'm ter- not say liability. He's the defense's liability in terms of run blocking. Yes. He's still good at that. Now. I missed one, by the way.
0: Who else? The most productive receiving tight end would be the belldozer. Blake Bell, five catches for 71 yards this year with the Cowboys. That's
1: <laughs> five for 71 I, I thought you were going to say last week. <laughs> five for 71. Yeah, I did miss that one, though. Thank you. The bell Yeah,
2: uh, with all due respect to Mercedes Lewis, though, I love the leadership. I love what he brings to a team. But I look at this team right now. They can run the ball pretty well, right? Um, they're not obviously set the tight end position. But can Mercedes Lewis
1: offer you that much more? Probably not. No, but again, a locker room guy that they shouldn't have let go when they did. Correct. Coughlin kind of ran him out of town, too, at that, and whoever else was involved with that. Mm-hmm. And it would have been cheap, and it would have been another stable voice in the locker room. They let him go too soon. It wouldn't have been a bad thing with this young football team. All right, offensive line. This is all I found, and I'm probably missing a guy or two. Kelvin Beecham, mm-hmm. Cedric aboye Sam Young still playing. Is he with and- the – it's with Las Vegas. Okay. And Patrick Omame's with hey, Las Vegas. Sam Young was in my draft class. That was a guy I got to with the Senior Bowl. He's still Notre Dame. around. Notre Dame. That's insane. How about that? Patrick wow. Omame's playing for Las Vegas, too. He was yeah, on I the roster. I got four more for
0: you. You got more? You got uh, Chris Reed as a starting guard for the Panthers. Chris Reed. Wow. Is he really starting? Yeah, starting. Uh, speaking of starting, another guard, Eric Flowers with the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You got Wisniewski, who is a Steelers guy, but now he's on the IR.
1: So there's your center in the O line. By the way, Wisniewski has had a nice career since he left Jacksonville. That's mm-hmm. a really good. One. I forgot he was even there. No, he's, he's had a very good career since he left Jacksonville. Yeah.
0: And another Buccaneer, Josh Wells, is a special teamer for the Bucks. Wells stuck.
2: Wells, he's uh, a special teamer. A special teamer. As an offensive lineman.
0: Well, you know, somebody's got to stand out there for like field goals and that kind of stuff. Oh,
1: okay. So he's playing on that. Yeah. Yeah. The he, protection. He's not running
0: down kickoffs, but <laughs> yeah. that'd be a sight. that's the only place he plays right so now.
1: So he's still around. Uh, Josh Wells, too. Isn't it amazing some of those guys could stick in? Joko couldn't stay in the league. Without a doubt.
2: Like, couldn't even stay in the league. Yeah. You thought he might have had a, a resurgence in Seattle. Never
1: amounted to anything, unfortunately. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, so, again, their offensive line is not bad. I like mm. their pieces. I'm not missing these guys. No. That surprised me. One guy you really miss is Allen Robinson. Yep. Out of their entire offense. Yep. Which shows you they've been pretty bad on offense. Well, let me ask you this one question though:
2: Chris Thompson, T.J.
1: Yeldon. I w- be honest. I'd rather have Yeldon. I think yeah. he's a better player, productive wise. But the garbage at the end of the year, that second half of the year in eighteen, yeah. was garbage. No, for and, sure. And and it was bad. And I, uh, sometimes you got to get rid of those guys. And, and you feel like Chris Thompson is actually a pretty good locker room guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, better fit right now yeah. uh, than I would say uh, TJ Yeldon. All right. When we come back, the defense. It's going to be a little different. This goes a little bit different. A little more in depth. The Jags, all 31 team. Next on ESPN 690. We are doing the Jags, all 31 team, So let's keep it up. We did the offense. I got something for the specialist. Jason Meyer's still kicking in Seattle, right? Been pretty good. Pro Bowl guy? Literally and figuratively. Still kicking. Yeah. Uh, Brian Anger. Still kicking. So there's your uh, specialist. You're going to be a third round pick in the draft and not last so pretty long here, let's be honest. Yeah.
0: Uh, Tinker with the Giants, by the way. Someone's got to get them the ball.
1: Tinker is with the Giants now. Is that a practice squad thing? Or is he actually on their active roster? On the roster? Is he? Well, that's not Overton's on a roster too. Overton's uh, in Tennessee, but I think that is a practice squad deal. Um, Overton, by the way, he just needs to play for Houston. I think, and he'll complete the AFC South. Huh. And he's selling real estate. That's not a shameless plug for him. He's really? doing it up in Indianapolis. So, so or he's Indian. playing and doing real estate. Yeah, you got because he was stayed working out. Yeah. Overton's a good guy. Uh, yeah, those long snappers, man—they're they, always good man, good folks, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, well, why wouldn't you be a good folk? I mean, you don't have to really—you you do some practicing. But let's be honest: like you're not in the trenches. Listen, if there's a job that you want your kid to grow up and do, boom, there long it is. snapping, yeah, is might be the greatest position in all of sports. Yep. Like they say, the best position in all of sports is backup QB. Yeah. Hold the clipboard. Yep. Well, that's true. You you get a good salary and stuff, but you still have to get there. Yeah. Like, you had to take some hits. You had to play some pretty good. Like, that's a harder road. Yeah. I, and I'm not discrediting the long snapper position. Yeah. Because I have no idea how to do it. I don't even know what makes a good long snapper a good long snapper. Yeah. But it's a heck of a gig.
2: Oh, all I'm telling a, a gentleman by the name of Rob Davis. He used to play for the Green Bay Packers. Rob Davis was a folk hero in terms of the long snapping community. Like, seriously, like, every kid at a small school – grew up long snapping because they thought, well, you know what? I'm in the middle of nowhere. I don't really have the skills to be an NFL player, but if I can just long snap, I can get to the next level and maybe be a Rob Davis one day. So shout-out to Rob Davis. I think he's a coach right now in Dallas, if I'm not mistaken.
1: All right. All right. We got to get to our uh, all-31 defense. We did the offense, did the specialists. Now, here we go. You ready? Yep. Defensive end, Jan, Calais, Dante, there's even, like, the Chris Smiths of the world and Jabal Sheard. Why did they let him go? He maybe played the best game of any defensive lineman this year. you say Malik Jackson, too? Malik Jackson's on my list, but yeah. that's not defensive end. I've got him oh, as a defensive tackle. okay, I got you. So stop the car. Sorry. i jumping the gun here. My bad. Uh, but Jan, Calais, Dante. Yeah. I still don't think – obviously, Dante's a top three pick, so it doesn't work out. So that's shame on you because you like to build around him. That means you misfired. But others have misfired now, too, on Dante. Mm-hmm. Like, he's whatever in Atlanta, right? He signed a three-year, I think, 16-per-year yeah. deal. Uh, so, like, $48 million deal. And he was pretty good in L.A. for the one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he actually had two years out in L.A. He got traded there, and then he signed a one-year deal. So, he's made some cash now in the NFL. Dante has. But you don't miss Dante. I really don't think he missed. He has two sacks this season. Yeah, you don't miss Dante. Mm-hmm. Uh Jan and Calais. It's all right there. Yep. That's it. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Jan and Calais. I mean, one team that might be a Super Bowl contender favorite has them both. Yeah, yeah. Yep. (sighs) (laughs) Defensive tackle. Tyson Aluolo. Yep. Listen, he's like a dozen years into his, well, a decade into his career. It's hard to keep a guy for a decade. Sure. But crazy enough, the Pittsburgh Steelers have kept him now for some six, seven years. And he might be playing the best football of his life. Now, he got dinged up a little bit last week. Yeah. But he might be playing the best football of his life some a decade into his career. Playing nose tackle,
2: by the way, too. Yeah. Playing a different position. Makes you wonder. I, mean, I guess you wouldn't have put him at nose tackle here in Jacksonville when you had pot roast. So that didn't make any sense. But it makes you wonder. Was he playing a little out of position, maybe? Yeah, interesting. But, uh,
1: Anku, uh, Carl Davis. Yeah. Uh, those guys are on this list. Sheldon Day. Sheldon Day. I don't know how he's played. He got traded back to San uh, No, he was with San Fran. And traded back to Indianapolis. That's okay. his home state, I think. Uh, well, he's, well, he played at Notre Dame. Uh, and then Malik Jackson. Yeah. And listen, he is I, from Indy. Yeah. I think they got what, I, I think what they got the best out of Malik Jackson. Is that fair? I know he's still playing for Philly, but yeah, like they got Pro Bowl level Malik Jackson. Yeah, I think that you would say they they maxed Malik
2: Jackson out, like you um, you squeezed every amount of value and return on him. So I agree. Like you know, I mean, he's still a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I think
1: you're not necessarily like you'd rather have as Campbell. All right, yeah. uh, I'm gonna blitz through this Boye. You're okay with no Boye, right? Yeah. He's been banged up a couple times this year. Ramsey obviously is Ramsey. Yeah, uh, and this safety Tayshawn Gibson. I still think you'd be better off with Gibson. You cut him because of you. He was a cap casualty guy yep. anyway. Yep. Uh, SIP is in San Francisco. Who's your pull? Oh, I, I have uh, a pull too. What do you got? I have a practice Linebacker squad guy. By the way, the only guy I got is uh, low. Oh, no.
2: Reynolds. You're, 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 but.
0: you're missing a safety who's got some good playing time. Who's Ready that? for this one? Yeah, Chris Banjo. Oh, Banjo. I was going to say Ronnie Harrison. We didn't even say him. Oh, yeah.
1: Forgot That's because Brent Harrison. forgot all about him. He's not a big Ronnie Harrison guy. Yeah, one pick six. So Other than that, he hasn't done anything. Uh, Leroy Reynolds, you had all. Who else did you have? Kalit- linebacker now. Kalitro. Calitro with
0: uh, the Broncos. I would have said John Lay playing for the Jousters of the Spring Football League. <laughs> nice. He's on the field playing.
1: Paul, that does not count. What is did Marshall doing? Uh, he, didn't he, is he done? Or he opted out? Maybe opted out. Nick DeLuca, New York Guardians, XFL. Very good. All right, so Jan, Calais, and Ramsey, maybe Gibson. Alu-Alu's playing well. So about five players on the All-31 Jags team. More on that in an hour to go on ESPN 690 next.